The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Bloomberg Business of Sports. COVID has been so devastating. And to see 38,000 people at Fenway Park, it was really emotional and rewarding. On the business side, from ticket sales to jersey sales, revenues were up. Everything was really good. It was a really solid year. I realized that at the beginning of 2019, it would be a very unique opportunity in terms of a lot of contracts being up at the same time and a lot of exciting young wrestlers being available to go out and start a wrestling company. The country is finally deeply getting the memo about how amazing this sport is. I think the sky's the limit for MLS. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports show. We explore the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. I'm Scarlett Fu. And I'm Mike Lynch. And we've got a lot of topics to talk about today. And let's start with former Las Vegas Raiders coach John Gruden. He is now suing the NFL and its commissioner, Roger Goodell, And Gruden says that it was a concerted effort by the league to ruin his career. And Scar, I guess it's all over leaked emails, as he put it. Yeah, and he says the NFL uh, chose to release them all at once after knowing about it for years. Uh, He also called it a Soviet-style character assassination, uh, which I thought was really colorful. And the context here is that he was in the middle of a 10-year, $100 million contract. We know he lost some sponsorship deals as a result. Reputational damage is his main concern. Well, Lynchy, does he have a case? Well, they're trying to work out a settlement package here, and it's a big concern whether the NFL owes him anything at all. This whole thing actually happened by accident when they were doing the investigation into all the allegations around Daniel Snyder, who owns the Washington football team. And all of a sudden, more than 600,000 emails came out with John Gruden with some maybe uh, homophobic comments, some racist comments. And so they sort of stumbled upon it by accident. So I don't know how Gruden has a claim that uh, it was a, 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 de- a direct, deliberate effort by the National Football League and Roger Goodell to run him out of the league. Uh, my problem with this is exactly what you said, Lynchy, is, hey, I, I mean, you wrote this. This this isn't like which you he know, doesn't deny. He doesn't deny it, and and he wrote this, and he's mad because well, you guys released it. Well, hey, I mean, if what do they say about writing emails that you should just be prepared at any point for it to just show up in public? Exactly. I never write an email that I do not want in public, and and for that matter, isn't really much except that thing about the Perry Mason episode. But that's another story. Uh, but yeah. I, I I mean, don't put it in writing, folks. You know what you say at the kitchen table is totally different than when you put we it We should in mention place. also that the owner of the Raiders, Mark Davis, said yeah. last month that he did reach a settlement with Gruden over the final six-plus years of his contract. So that part has been resolved. Yeah. So I, I don't know, Lynchy, but I don't when know. You, when you're writing an email, as someone once told me, pretend your grandmother is looking over your shoulder as you're writing it. Uh, I, true that. And <laughs> Let's talk about something a little happier. The Mannings. Boy, have they just <laughs> made a splash. It, a Monday Night Football there episode uh, with uh, Peyton and Eli. That has made a splash. And now they are going into the sports betting business, Scar. 
You know, I'm. I'd be less surprised if they went into some kind of crypto business and they became the new spokespeople <laughs> for some kind of crypto exchange because that seems to be the path for everyone right now. You do crypto and you also do some sports betting on the side, or maybe <laughs> vice versa. Yeah, Lindsay will call it the Archie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the attraction with the Mannings, obviously, they have a squeaky clean reputation, and for some people who are sort of just uh, reluctant to even just tip their put their toe into the water into gambling, their whole pitch here is that. They have responsible tools. They have uh, uh, limits on their deposits, spending limits, a number of gambling limits. And, and staying in control was their uh, sort of moniker when they were both quarterbacks. They never panicked when things got too, too, too dire and when things got too good. And so this is the whole pitch with the Manning family. Now, a spot ran last night. I think it was during the Packers-Seattle uh, game. And I didn't have the volume up all the way, but they were all sitting around a dining room table with Caesar. He was trying to tell them what, they, <laughs> the, what, the, what the pilgrims were proclaiming. But it, it just reeked of like, here's a nice little, here's a great family. It's sort of America's uh, football family. And if it's okay for them to dabble into Caesars, well, if I'm sort of reluctant and a little bit hesitant, you know, if it's good enough for them, I might try it myself. It's a very picture of stability, isn't it? Sure is. It's almost old hat now for us to talk about the the old NFL used to be afraid yeah. of gambling. Now, heck, you got you got the whole blasted Manning family in there. Full the on first, embrace. Yes, the full. The, I mean, the first family of the NFL, <laughs> and they're all embracing it, and and it's it's something to see. Uh, it it and I think that's where it it really is going to take off uh, when you like you said when you have a squeaky clean family like the Mannings. It's like, you know, someone's going to say, eh, okay, I might put $5 on. There's also some <laughs> synergy, too, because the Mannings already have this relationship with Caesars. Um, the company operates a Mannings Sports Bar and Grill out of Harris, New Orleans. Yeah, and now the Superdome is the uh, is the Caesars Superdome now. It's no longer the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Right. So they're all over the place, and, they, and Caesars has casinos in New Orleans, uh, where the, uh, the Manning family grew up there. And, and the big again, the big pitch is on the app that they have on your phone, they have responsible tools. That's what they call it, responsible tools. Like, but, of course, telling someone to be responsible, you know, gambling is like telling Dean Martin to put his drink down. I mean, you know, it just isn't going to happen. Responsible gaming tools as part of the offering, self-imposed time limits, deposit limits, and spending limits. Mm. In other words, don't be stupid, folks. Just <laughs> bet with your head. That, that's all you need to know. Uh, of the Patriots, speaking of that, uh, Patriots, they're talking about pursuing business rights in Germany. Well, Robert Kraft, uh, there was uh, an offensive tackle named Sebastian Vollmer who used to play for the Patriots, and he's maintained a great relationship uh, with Robert Kraft. And Vollmer is over in Germany right now, and uh, he is uh, part of a, uh, uh, a media company that broadcasts National Football League games. As a matter of fact, they sent a live crew to Foxborough yesterday to watch the to report live on the Patriots Cleveland Browns game back to Germany and Robert Kraft wants an NFL game in Germany and Robert Kraft is ahead of the curve right here um, if Robert is going after something it usually is something that's going to be very very profitable uh, Robert uh, rarely strikes out on any business deals uh, he was one of the first owners to break away from coca-cola serving Pepsi Cola in his stadium and other uh, items that were not uh, pretty much on the National Football League list. He was the first one to have um, used the Internet 
uh, during a game to do live streaming of press conferences after the game. Everyone thought he was crazy. And so here he goes into Germany, and again, he has this relationship with Sebastian Vollmer, who sent a live crew to Foxborough yesterday to broadcast back to Germany. So Robbie Kraft is on the, uh, he's riding the wave if the National Football League wants to play a regular season game in Germany. Scar, they're always thinking in the NFL. They are, and it's it's obviously not the only team that's looking to um, get a presence in foreign markets. 19 NFL teams submitted 28 bids to different foreign markets. Apparently, most of the interest comes from Mexico, which makes sense just south of the border. Uh, the UK, and I know, Lynch, you just mentioned the NFL game that has been that have been played in the UK and London, and Germany. What do they call it when it's overseas? Is it just called American football? <laughs> um, let's see, I'm trying to think if it was called the London Bowl or something. There was some little name for it when it first happened. Uh, this year there were two games over there. Uh, there were none, obviously, last year because of, of COVID. But it's it's a big attraction, and they try to make a sort of a half a week out of it. They come over, and they have the players have clinics in different parts of uh, of Greater London. It's with, like a uh, showcase, right? Yeah, yeah, to indoctrinate them, and then of course <laughs> they they come with uh, with boatloads of merchandise, which is one one of the biggest reasons they're over there, and for television rights as well. That I mean, it's amazing to me this. It, I never thought the NFL was going to go worldwide when I was a kid. And then mm. one day, we're going to play in London. And I'm thinking, what would you do that for? And then, you know <laughs> what? It, it, it took off. And don't be surprised when you see the NFL. In, it, this is going to be wor- – can you see teams flying all over the world now? No. You got uh, the London uh, – Whatever, the London... Uh, the, well, if you're know, in the, the East Coast, it's actually not that far, right? I mean, it's seven hours... It's going cross-country. Yeah. yeah. It's like going the other way yeah. instead of going I mean, if to, you're from, a, a West Coast-based team, yeah, that's that's going to be problematic, and you're going to have to make sure you have a bye week before it or after it. I want to see the yeah. London Fangs. That's what I want to see. That's, <laughs> that's my team right there. Yeah, it's got to be the fog. It's got to be the fog. <laughs> Ooh, right? I like that. <laughs> uh, David Blitzer. Uh, he is eyeing Scar and uh, MLS team. So yeah, the Real Salt Lake. Um, David Blitzer, you might know him as one of the owners of the Philadelphia 76ers, Crystal Palace uh, Soccer Club, the New Jersey Devils. They're now looking at buying uh, the MLS team, Real Salt Lake, which has actually been on the market since September 2020 because of reports of racist behavior by the current owner, Delloy Hansen. Uh, the team is valued at $420 million. I think folks in Salt Lake City are are wondering and they're questioning whether there's going to be, if, if David Blitzer and friends end up buying the team, would he relocate the team? Would he invest in the team, spend money on it? How much would he meddle in the team? All legitimate questions. Owning an uh, MLS team is a big attraction for uh, National Football League owners. I believe there are no fewer than eight and maybe as many as ten NFL owners also own uh, a Major League Soccer team. Uh, It's very lucrative uh, because not only are there TV rights here in this country, but many of the players on the team come from Europe and so there's television contracts to be dealt with over there, yes. which is just just like free money. So it's, it's a big attraction for a lot of NFL owners. Some of us get it here in the U.S. about soccer. But when are we really going to get it, folks? Soccer is a major sport around the world. And I think of all things, the thing that's going to really like tune us up is Ted Lasso. 
<laughs> uh, that show, if anybody, if yeah, anybody has seen needle. that show, oh, that did it, it really because Ted Lasso reminds me a lot of me of like yeah, what <laughs> you mean the different pitches, <laughs> they're different sizes. What the heck is? I this? haven't seen the second season, but. The first season struck me as less about soccer and the sport itself and more about just an American in London management and how you manage people and how you find common ground. Yeah. I mean, it really is a great show. I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm going off on a tangent. But if you guys <laughs> – this, there's a reason why that show won many Emmys. And, and, and Lynchy, I, I mean, you, you probably have seen it. And if you can, folks, check it out some more. Yeah. I'm not through the first season yet, but I'm, I think I'm one of the only – people on the planet that hasn't been through the first season so does I it leave you feeling and warm and fuzzy lynchy yeah it does i kind of like it i uh, I, I i i resisted it when one of my daughters said dad you gotta watch it. you gotta watch it you gotta watch it and so finally i did and you know she was right you're buying into yes. it i am i'm in he's right i can't stand tea either ted lasso uh this, <laughs> this is the bloomberg business of sports podcast i'm michael barr along with scarlet foo and mike lynch and catch us here every monday wednesday and thursday exploring the world of money and sports and catch me on twitter at big bar sports i'm mike lynch you can follow me at lynchy wcbb and i'm scarlet foo i'm on twitter at scarlet foo you're listening to bloomberg business of sports on bloomberg radio around the world The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.